Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Today's podcast is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals, the company on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet by creating clean and natural remedies that actually work. I started using Beekeepers Naturals a couple years ago after hearing about them on a podcast. And I just loved how effective they worked. They're clean, non-toxic, and natural ingredients. The company's obsessive research and their pesticide testing, as well as their mission to support the pollinators. I just started using their propolis spray and I absolutely love it. The throat spray is really your daily dose of defense when it comes to naturally supporting your immune system and soothing a scratchy throat. With just three simple ingredients, this spray is powered by sustainably sourced bee propolis, an incredible germ fighter that contains over 300 beneficial compounds. It's exactly what your body needs when you, during cold and flu season. And I just love this spray. I use it every morning. It's super easy to use. I just spray it like right in my mouth and off I go and it tastes good. And um, I love how they do all this research and testing and their remedies are so clean and effective. Another product we love is the Bee Chill Honey. We all get stressed out, right? But a dose of the bee chill can help take the edge off. It's great at bedtime. You can put a spoonful of it in your tea to help you toss and turn less. I've actually been doing that most nights. I've been putting a little scoop in my tea and mixing it up and it tastes so good and it's so calming. And it just, I love um, having that at the end of the night to just kind of relax me before I go to bed. And a couple other of their honey products are so great. You can buy the Bee Chill in travel size sticks. And so I recently went on a trip and brought it with me. I used it in my tea. I use it uh, in my plain yogurt. And I just have to add that their superfood cacao honey is delicious. I make these chocolate protein balls with it and they're so good. I actually just made them last night. Now that we're going into winter, it's a great time to upgrade your, upgrade your medicine cabinet and stock it with immune-supporting products. To save 15% off on your first order, go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash artoflivingwell. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash A-R-T. O-F-L-I-V-I-N-G-W-E-L-L to save 15% off. Simply enter the code Art of Living Well at checkout and shop now for 15% off our favorite immune supporting products that your whole family will love. Just a reminder to order your clean crafted wine for the holidays. And in case you're wondering what clean crafted wine is, it's wine made without 
any added chemicals, pesticides, there's no added sugar, it's made with organic grapes, there's low sulfites, and we did a whole episode on clean crafted wine to learn more, which is episode 28. And if you want to make sure to get your wine in time for the holidays, the cutoff for Hanukkah is November 25th. The shipping cutoff for Christmas is December 8th. And the shipping cutoff for New Year's is December 15th. And there's some great holiday gift sets. There's one bottle, two bottle, and four bottle gift sets. And you can order them as gifts for family members. Marty and I were even talking about how fun it would be to schedule a Zoom, you know, happy hour or a Zoom toast for the holidays. And you can have your wine and your family members that live in other cities and states can have the same wine. So kind of recreating the the feel of being in person, because I know so many of us, unfortunately, are not going to be able to be with loved ones over the upcoming holiday season. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Art of Living Well podcast. We are popping on today because Marnie and I have received so many questions from you guys about clean crafted wine and specifically food and wine pairings. And since it's the holiday season, we thought what better time to talk about what wines you should drink with your food. And I just want to preface this. Marnie and I are by no stretch wine experts at all. But since, you know, becoming involved with Scout and Cellar, we've been learning a lot more about what type of wines to drink with certain foods. And we've been doing tons of experimenting ourselves and really branching out from our typical go-to wines that we traditionally like to drink and realizing that we end up liking a lot of different wines that we once thought we didn't enjoy or maybe were too sweet for us. So it's it's been super fun actually to experiment with all these different wines and really start to learn about how to pair your wine with your meal so that, you know, the flavors, like the wine tastes different with different foods. So I'm finding that I'm enjoying the wine more when I'm being thoughtful about what I'm pairing it with. So that's been really fun. Like Marnie, I will, on a Friday or Saturday night when we're having a nice relaxing dinner, after we decide what we're going to make, or maybe we're going to get takeout, I will Google like, okay, what wine goes with spicy Mexican food or Thai food, because those are kind of our two go-to takeout or sushi. And I have so many more different varieties of wine now in my wine fridge, in my little wine cellar, that I'll then go down there and find like some, I have something that I had never had before and probably thought that I maybe didn't like it. And it goes so well when you pair it, like you said, with the right food and really the right flavors. It just enhances the food and the wine tastes different. And yeah, it's just been really fun. And and what I really like about Scout and Cellar is that if you go to their website and you have, you know, certain bottles of wine, it actually tells you on the website, like what kinds of foods you can pair it with. So if you decide you want to drink a certain kind of bottle that week or whatever, and you don't remember, it's on the website, which is great because, you know, there is a learning curve, right? Um, I love that. And, you know, it's just, it's fun and light. You don't have to be a wine connoisseur to enjoy a nice bottle of wine and pair it with your food. And I have to say, one thing that my husband has been really excited about is I typically was, you know, I would drink rosé, Sauvignon Blanc in the sort of warmer months, and then a cab or a Pinot Noir in the cooler months. 
And now I'm venturing out into all these different types of wines. And he's like, you know, this is really so enjoyable because when he used to present to me a different bottle of wine or at a restaurant wanted to order something, I would be like, no, nope, I only want Sauvignon Blanc. And I was very black and white about it. And I think a lot of people kind of get in a rut, like I drink Chardonnay or I drink Sauvignon Blanc and that's sort of, that's it. So he's been enjoying the fact that I've been opening up and experiencing new things. And I just think that's kind of a good overall, you know, lesson, not just with wine, but with everything in life, right? To just be open to possibilities and try new things and experiment. And if you don't it's like super it, you don't fun, like it, but right. It's just super fun. I love trying fun. all the different wines and I've learned so much about wine in this past year and it's been, it's been very fun. Yeah. So should we dive into whites? Should we start yes, with the whites start and right talk whites about or maybe bubbly since it's, you know, Oh yeah, we could start with bubbly. Yeah. Um, since it's celebration season um, and bubblies are great for celebrations, right? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, they're great. And for also toasts. like cheese and just some like light, you know, light appetizers maybe, mm-hmm. right? I like starting a, a fun evening off with some bubbly. Absolutely. And you can even put like a couple little pomegranates in or a raspberry. Yes. Make it fun and, and And fun little flutes. <laughs> To yes. drink from, <laughs> totally. Wow. Um, and like then, on. yeah, moving on to the whites. I know, you know, Chardonnay is interesting. We should talk about Chardonnay for a minute because I was always so against Chardonnay. Wow. And recently I've been really, really enjoying Chardonnay. And Stephanie, you were explaining to me about oaked versus unoaked, which I really knew nothing about. Maybe you can tell everybody about that. Yeah. So a lot of the, how the wine tastes, the Chardonnay in particular, whether it's that buttery, creamy, real full-bodied Chardonnay, um, that in that case, it's been aged in an oak barrel versus a steel barrel. And so the un-oak Chardonnay, I've decided I actually really do like because it doesn't have that buttery, creamy. So it depends on what kind of Chardonnay drinker you are. And so an un-oak Chardonnay, um, it's, it doesn't have that big buttery rich um, taste. So I'm not gonna say it tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc, it doesn't, but it's more towards that, um, that type of wine than more of a traditional, what I had considered more of a traditional Chardonnay. And so those un-oak Chardonnays are, um, they go really well with like, you know, a light pasta dish or roasted chicken. Um, they're a little bit earthy and crisp versus that like buttery. I don't know if that. What, yeah, that's no super um, helpful. And I think, you know, Chardonnay in general also goes with fish, salmon, mm-hmm. right? Different kinds of cheeses and seafood. And we were talking before, like, how do you know if your Chardonnay is unoaked or not? And I mean, the great thing you just have to ask, right? I don't think it's going to be on the bottle. You would have to know about the type of wine or, um, but like on Scout and Cellar's website, you scroll down and you can see whether it was unoaked or not. Mm-hmm. So I've been enjoying more Chardonnays where I haven't had a, had a Chardonnay in years. And me too. And, but going on to like my favorite white wine, I would have to say a Sauvignon Blanc. Absolutely. Um, me, me always too. been my favorite amazing in the summer on a hot summer night, but I really do like it all year round. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can drink that with sushi, which is awesome. Um, And obviously it pairs really nicely with cheese as well. Yeah. And for like the holidays, a lot of people are cooking turkeys. Um, It goes really well with a turkey dinner too. And like light seafoods and salads. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Pinot Grigio is another interesting one because I think like years ago when I was much younger, I drank a lot of Pinot Grigio and I had, again, sort of dismissed that as being a wine that I enjoyed until this past summer. And I actually do really like it when, again, when I pair it with the right food. So I like it with like light fish dishes. And I think sometimes too, it's you have to enjoy the wine with food sometimes to fully appreciate yes. how it tastes. Right. And I think Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris are very similar and you can eat the same kinds of foods, you know, the, the lighter fishes and the pastas and the Italian, the lighter Italian foods with those wines. Yes. And I think like for me, Pinot Grigio was kind of my entree into white wine. <laughs> like, you know, I had the Santa Margarita or whatever it was. <laughs> like that was like my go-to wine when totally. I first started drinking wine. Um and I still do enjoy a glass of Pinot Grigio, but I've definitely moved on to different wines. Um, but again, it depends what I'm eating. Yes. So another new wine that I tasted this summer was the Muscat Blanc. Me too. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised by that wine. And I think you're the one who told me to eat it with maybe spicy food. Yeah. Um, and I think we did. I think we maybe even ate it with Thai. And it was really good. I Isn't was it? pleasantly surprised. I know. I know. And same thing with Riesling, because I would just look at the shape of a Riesling bottle and immediately be like, no way. It's a sweet wine. My mother and sister like Rieslings. They like really sweet wines. And um, I finally, I made myself drink some because again, I was experimenting with new wines and wanted to try them this summer. And I decided I do, I really like it. And again, it's with spicier foods. And I think it balances because it is a slightly sweeter wine. Um, mind you, none of Scout and Cellar's wines have any added sugar. So they're not sweet, but sweeter on a scale. And I liked it with Mexican food because it was spicier. Yes. I was just going to say like tacos, fajitas, any of that kind of food is great with the, with the Riesling or the Muscat Blanc, either yes. of the wines. Um, and then there's lots of white wine blends out there, right? That just pair well with, you know, vegetables and like lighter dishes. Yes. And it's fun to experiment with some of those. Mm -hmm. and sometimes you'll find that there's a lower price point too. So don't shy away from a wine just because it isn't a hundred percent Sauvignon Blanc or a hundred percent Chardonnay. I had a blend that was 60, 40 Chardonnay Sauvignon Blanc, and I really liked it. And I'm more of a Chardonnay or more of a Sauvignon Blanc drinker and my neighbor who's only drinks Chardonnay really liked it too. So be open. Um, well, should we move on to reds? Yes. Yes. And I, <clears throat> I love red wine. I've always loved red wine. Um, even in the summer, sometimes I'll crave red wine, but especially in the fall and the winter, it's like, I just, it's cold out and there's something mm -hmm. about opening up that bottle of red and yeah. I, I just love it. So um, Pinot Noir is interesting, right? It, it goes with quite a bit of things, I would say. You know, it goes with a lot of like earthier ingredients and poultry and maybe mushroom-based dishes. Um, you could also yeah. do some cheeses with the Pinot Noir. Mm -hmm. Well, you were talking about the mushroom risotto that you made. And yes. that would be a really good one to, as a vegetarian dish to pair with um, mm -hmm. a Pinot Noir. We had Pinot Noir with the turkey on Thanksgiving. Um, I love Pinot Noir. Just it's a little bit lighter. I do of too. A red. I do too. And my other 
favorite red is um, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is a, a much heavier, like full body red. Mm. Um, and I know that they say to pair it with meat and I don't eat any meat, <laughs> like a steak or whatever, or a lamb, but I don't eat that. And I still love Cabernet Sauvignon. And again, the mushroom risottos and the like maybe heavier vegetarian dishes or heartier sides, like you were talking about, you know, roasted vegetables and the yeah. root vegetables. And, um, and sometimes it's just the seasoning. So it can be, yeah, some people are like, oh, white wine is with fish and chicken and red wine is with red meat. And that's a little bit of a, you know, old way of thinking about how to yeah. pair your wine. And so think about the seasoning and the flavor. Are you cooking with a lot of, you know, butter and cheese or just light olive oil and seasoning? Um, are you roasting the dish versus sauteing it? It's, it's, they're going to get different flavors in the food. And that's how you should kind of think about how to pair the wine too. Mm -hmm. Some, some reds are fruitier and some reds are earthier. Right. Right. But I'm with you. Pinot Noir and cabs are my go-to reds, but it's been fun. Cause I, there's like a Tempranillo, um, which mm -hmm. I've tried recently. And I don't think I had had one, at least not that I recalled. And that was really good as well. And, you know, that can pair with meat and cheese, um, which I don't eat very much of, but it was also good, good just kind of drinking it on its own a little bit too. Well, and Tempranillo um, is, I think, more of a Spanish inspired wine, right? And mm -hmm. so they say you can pair it well with like those, a lot of people like to do those um, meat and cheese like platters as an appetizer. Right. Um, and I love Manchego cheese. Like if I'm going to eat cheese, that is one of my very favorite cheeses. And that pairs really well. Yeah. with this wine. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. So also and, talking you know, a lot of other varieties, like the Malbecs, which are a little bit fruitier and bold. Um, mm -hmm. and those are really good and, you know, good with like barbecues and. Um, Merlot is another wine that I really do enjoy still. I would say that was like one of my first reds that I kind of got into way back when, mm -hmm. but I still really do enjoy a good Merlot and that, um, you know, again, you can, um, pair it with pasta. If you're a red meat eater it pairs well with red meat, but I also think even like a, a heavier baked chicken dish you can eat with a Mer with a Merlot. And you can also, like Marnie said earlier, think about the sides. Like, are you eating roasted potatoes with rosemary and um, other root vegetables? Mm -hmm. They're just going to have that like earthier, more grounding flavor to them. Yeah. So, and then there's, you know, there's like the Syrah, um, which can kind of go with like spicier foods, roasted and smoked foods that maybe have a little bit of um, a spice to them. Yep. Even barbecue, grilled foods. Yes. All of that works with the Syrah. And then, you know, again, there's the Bordeaux, which I don't think we talked about yet. And those are really full bodied red mm. wines. And again, those often are paired with like the steaks and the lambs and the heavier meats, um, yes. which I do like a good Bordeaux. And again, I don't eat meat, but. I um, do also, I can appreciate those good French wines. Um, and, you know, one thing we wanted to mention too on the reds is opening up the bottle and letting it breathe and aerate. 
makes a huge difference. And that's not something I realized. Like sometimes you go to a restaurant and they would decant the wine for you if it was like at a nicer restaurant or, you know, we've done that before with some older wines that we have. I mean, we have some bottles of wine that my husband and I brought back from France and Italy when we were traveling there like 15, 20 years ago. Um, And with those older wines, you want to decant as well. But a lot of the wines that we're talking about that Marnie and I have been drinking, these clean crafted wines are a lot younger. And that's actually a another reason why you want the, um, the wine to breathe. So even if it's just cracking it open a half hour or an hour before you drink it, or if you have a decanter and you can buy one very inexpensively and you decant the wine and pour it slowly and that helps open it up, it really makes a big difference. I've even noticed if I opened up a bottle and maybe had a glass and then the next day opened it up, I've noticed a difference. And I, me too. I just thought was like, okay, on say Friday night, Saturday became a really good wine. Especially the young reds I've noticed. So be patient with the young reds, be patient with them. Right. So, you know, hopefully this was helpful. Um, I even just talking it through (laughs) find it helpful. And I think it's such a fun topic around the holidays and um, fun to, you know, if you're, even if it's just you and your loved one in your home, or if you're having a Zoom gathering or whatever, we know holidays are looking different this year. It's still really fun to, you know, think about it instead of just like pulling out the wine and you know, oh, I'm just going to drink this today with this. And like, that's what I kind of used to do before I had any knowledge. Totally. Well, you know what it is, Marnie? It's like we talk about in other aspects of our life, it's being intentional Mm -hmm. and being intentional when you're drinking the wine, you're not just, you know, kind of chugging, throwing it back, but really like pay attention to like looking at the color, swirling it, smelling it, sipping it. Um, I don't know. To me, it just becomes really fun and it becomes more of an experience too. Totally. And the other thing I totally forgot to mention is cooking with wine. So especially if you're not going to finish a bottle of wine, don't ever throw it away. If you know you're like, okay, I'm done. Like I, I kind of tend to keep my drinking to more of the, the weekend time frame. And if I didn't finish a bottle, keep it because you can cook with wine and you can deglaze the pan and create sauces for pastas or cook chicken. You know, I've done some like roasted chicken with a red tomato sauce and you add some red wine to it. Yep. So just more ways to experience the wine and don't yeah. worry, all the alcohol will, um, it, it doesn't affect happen. like it. Yeah, exactly. I, I have a chicken Marbella recipe where the chicken marinates in the sauce for, you know, eight hours or something. And there's white wine in it and it just adds like this yeah. extra moist flavor yeah. so to the yummy. chicken. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we would love for you to rate and review our podcast over at apple podcasts um and share the episode with someone if you think they will enjoy it and you can check out our show notes because we're going to link up um, some of our favorite wines and also if you're interested in learning more about clean crafted wine we did a whole episode on this episode 28 several months ago so you can check that out as well And have a great week. Yeah, have a great week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. 
We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.